As an OD business owner, there are times in your career when you have to make life-changing business decisions. In this podcast series, I'll talk to ODs and business owners who have insight into how things really work, which can help you rethink your assumptions before making those major decisions to avoid expensive mistakes while optimizing their outcomes. This is the Think Again podcast. I'm Scott Jens, your host, and today's episode is titled, Would You Please Lead? Our guest, Lynn Lawrence, the owner of Steel Light Consulting, which advises doctors and staff on a variety of matters, includes conversations about leadership management. He's an ophthalmic technician who retired after 30 years of service to the United States Air Force. Lynn, welcome for the third time to the Think Again podcast. Thank you, Dr. Jens. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, folks, you're in for a real treat. Uh, Lynn Lawrence really exudes leadership insights. And I want to start with this question, Lynn. What's your opinion on the statement, leadership isn't a position, it's an action? Absolutely. Um, so we, as a people, we want to be led. And so um, doing nothing is not an option. People come, uh, whether it's in a team or a group of uh, people with a vested interest, they want to see something happen. Um, I come to work and I want to see something happen. And I, and I want it to happen in such a way that it's a benefit. There's, a, a, there's an added value to me being there. And, and all of that starts, the whole culture starts with those in charge. Those, the, those are responsible for the daily activities. Okay, so so when I hear you say that, I think that for many of us who are business leaders, we just have to claim the title of leadership because maybe we're the owner. And our people are looking for that leader, but that means that action steps need to be taken. And I suppose that there are times where as leaders, our judgments, we don't even know they're being monitored by our people. So as a leader, you must know that you are always under the microscope and, uh, <laughs> and you are correct. Now, I will, you said, you mentioned a term leader and you mentioned another term owner. And there can be a contrast here that um, needs to be bridged because, because you're the owner, if you don't have leadership skills, you could be actually driving your business in the wrong direction. And People need to be led because um, informal leaders will prop, um, they'll come out of nowhere. They start taking over. And before you know it, you have a chaos that you can't control. And so it's important for us to understand if you're the owner, if if you don't want to be the leader, you need a leader <laughs> to, to, to guide the people toward the goals. And see, leaders are... Uh, our job is to convince people to accomplish goals. Um, what is our, okay, if I'm on a football team, we need to score a touchdown. We need to stay ahead of the, the, the other team. And, and that's how we win the game. Or we're playing basketball. We need to watch the score and make sure we stay ahead of the other team. And so um, in the office setting, what is our goal? And, it's really interesting because um, schedule management, for example, that's a goal. I mean, it's really, we invite people. I like to tell people, we don't have patience. We invite our guest. And let's say if your appointment is at nine o'clock, your party starts 
at nine o'clock. <laughs> and so if the leadership and, and the team understands the goal to make sure we're getting patients in and out of the clinic and doing a, a superior job, we have a, a, a chance to actually accomplish that goal. But without leadership, what are we doing? Where are we going? How are we going to get there? I mean, it's important for whoever owns the uh, the best, the, the biggest value in this to make sure that we're all on the same sheet of music singing the same song, doing this, doing the right things. And so that's what leaders do. They make sure that the team is going to excel and accomplish the goals that were set before them. Well, what I heard loud and clear there is that leadership as an action sometimes means that there are people inside of our business that aren't the ones that own the business, that take on an action that demonstrates leadership to others. And so there are various leaders inside of an eye care business. And you've had a bunch of consulting experience where the anecdotes that you shared with me are really interesting. And, you know, doctors have come to realize that leadership efforts, their, their efforts are falling flat. They're just not there. Could you share an example or two that can help the audience identify with those? Because what I'm here to tell my, my friends listening is it's not a failure to admit that our leadership isn't 100% developed. Tell us how you've talked to doctors and people that you've taught this topic. Well, the first thing that I learned was uh, in the military was leadership. You need to be trained in leadership. You're not born in a leadership. And so um, I've had over 20 years worth of leadership training alone in the military. Then I went off and I got my uh, master's degree in organizational leadership. Um, I, it's important in our industry that we understand that leadership is just not bossing people around. And so just because I'm the number one guy and I hold your job in my hand, people, you know, there's earned leadership and there's uh, legal leadership. I, I've been appointed is my legal leadership. I can fire you. But earned leadership is the guy that gets down there and he's, he's scraping his knuckles with the guys on the front line and they respect the leadership from that individual. Um, so I like when I go to a conference and they pick a leadership topic. I was in a, a city and I was teaching a leadership topic with a mixed group. And so a mixed group is doctors and staff. A lot of times we like to divide them out, but team building requires everybody to kind of understand the same <laughs> concepts. Sort of like you can't take a, for a football team, you can't take the quarterback and put him in one room and the team in another room and, and, and design a play that everybody understands because questions need to be asked and answered. <laughs> and so I'm I'm in this city and I'm teaching and this guy, he slaps the table really hard. He goes, bam, I want to know, when will I get the staff I deserve? Because we're in a mixed group, I'm, I need to be careful not to be offensive to anyone. I'm not sure his staff is there with him or not. And so I say, sir, um, if you don't mind, I would love to answer that question at the end of my talk. Come on up and I'll be able to address. He smacks the table again. Bam! I want to know now. Now I'm, I'm 
I have a couple of things going on in my mind. I need to finish this talk. And, and he sounds desperate and he needs an answer. And so I said, okay, if you answer one question for me, um, I will answer any question that you ask. And he said, okay. I said, tell me, who's your hiring and firing authority? He said, I am. I said, well, you have the staff you deserve. And the room was very quiet. <laughs> and this is where I, I wasn't trying to be mean or callous. I truly wanted him to understand that if you're doing the hiring and you're doing the firing, dude, you control the culture. If it's not working, um, in our profession, I love our profession. One of the reasons I like our profession so much is our doctors are probably some of the most passive um, medical professionals out there. They don't like drama. I mean, which is better, one or two? They might go up to three or four, but they don't like drama beyond that. And so, and I respect that because we don't like um, tense workplaces. And so, but unfortunately in optometry school, they're not really teaching personnel management. And so you can be the best clinician on the planet and still struggle with having a good business or, or getting things accomplished throughout the day because you have not been taught how to influence people to accomplish goals. And so it was very, the guy came up to me after the conference and, and he said, I really deserve that. I said, well, you know, I gave you two outs and you took neither. And, so, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, I deserve that. He said, but I'm so frustrated. He said, I want to go to work and I want to see patients. I want to run a business. I want to be fair to everyone. And some people make it so difficult. And I said, because they need to be led. And a lot of people think that if I have to let an employee go, they're a bad employee. Oh, that's not true. There just may not be a good fit for where you're going. If you want to go north, and your employee wants to go south, that doesn't make them a bad employee. They're just going in a different direction than you're going. And so you tell them, okay, I respect that you want to go south. So let's come to an agreement. I'm going to run an ad for your position so that I can get someone to go north. And I want to allow you the opportunity to go south. And that's not offensive. We have to wait till the situation gets on our last nerve. And by the way, we have 12 cranial nerves. So if you're in your last nerve, you're really sick. So <laughs> make sure we get um, a, a, a culture or atmosphere where we can communicate. And so we have to be able to communicate to our employees, the goals, the direction. Um, we, we develop our culture because of that. You know, it's often said that leadership's lonely. And I know you've also had conversations with doctors about almost wanting to be alone in the process of figuring it out. But you just mentioned that oftentimes it's best done together. Any any more anecdotes about <laughs> doctors that uh, might be interesting to the audience? So, yes, I had a doctor that was really, uh, actually, it was at the same conference. A doctor comes up and he, he says to me, Lynn, I have so much drama on my staff that after my last patient, 
I kick my exam door closed and I sit and listen for my last employee to leave. And I felt so bad for him because you could tell this guy, he loved his patients. He loved his staff. He wanted to come to work and just do a good job and work. The problem is um, if you don't have leadership in an office, it's like herding cats. It, everybody's going in their own direction, doing their own thing. And it doesn't mean that they're trying to do things intentionally to disrupt, but there's no order in it. There's there's chaos. And so uh, leaders have to understand direction. They have to understand um, intentional uh, the intentional advice that they're giving their their staff to get them to accomplish something. And it's there's a lot of different types of leadership styles and they're appropriate for certain times on the same team. Um, I may want to be a little bit more lax, laissez-faire and allow them to do everything because they've been thoroughly trained. They have the experience. We've been doing this for a while. I don't need to go out there and say anything. They'll come to me if there's something wrong. That's good. But when you have a staff, and uh, man, right now in our profession, we have such a high level of turnover. We don't have a lot of experience. We need a lot more hands-on, a lot more oversight, a lot more injection. And so when your staff is, is fairly new, they're going to need a lot more guide, guidance. And so... What we hire adults, and that's one of the things that I'm really big on is we hire adults. We don't hire children, so we have to be honest with them. You know, you're doing this in an amazing fashion. You are doing it just like we want you to. But over here, we're having some issues. We're not accomplishing the goals that we need to accomplish because you're not doing it in the way that we've asked you to do it. And, and a lot of it is in the delivery, the communication of what needs to be done, what is being done, and where the disconnect is. And so um, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, when we first see a problem, we need to address it, not when it's become an issue. And now everybody's got feelings involved. No, 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 no feelings, no feelings. We're, I, and I'm going to tell you, I'm a big fan of feelings. But when we make that the priority, we can't do the business. <laughs> and the business is important. You know, I want now to think about somebody revisiting their leadership. Um, oftentimes in your staff, you've got 25% are new, 25% are mid-grade, 25% are well-established, 25% are probably on their way out the door. It's always a blend. And when I think about how I demonstrated leadership in my practice, um, I, in hindsight, I think, man, I missed a lot of things. I too often waited and had the closed door meeting. We need to see these things fixed in the next 90 days. What I'm hearing you say is that a leadership mindset reset is starting with action of some sort. So let's let's talk to the audience about, we're going to today think about revisiting leadership. Do they start with their actions? Do they start with their mindset? Where, where, do, they, where do they begin? So planning is a big part of leadership. If you don't have a plan, the question is, what are you doing? And so, um, for example, when I go into an office, the first thing I want to do is sit down with the leadership and tell, tell me, where are we going? Where do you want us to go? And then we can design how we're going to get there. 
But let's say this, um, our financial goal is going to be this number. And we are right here at this number. And so what are the factors that we need to consider getting us from where you are to where you want to be? And so whether it's a financial, maybe it's a, a resource issue. We need an OCT and uh, it costs this much and we don't really have our ready revenue to actually do that. So how do we get there? And so the goal is important. We have to have a target. And so that's where the planning began. We are here today. Where do we want to go? And the one thing that I would tell you is we influence people to accomplish goals. So we don't beat them. We don't dictate to them. We don't force them. We influence. And so, hey, guys, this is what I need you to do. And this is why I need you to do it. And we're going to track it. One of the things you said is uh, uh, how do we get there? And we need to monitor that process. The monitoring of the process is so important because it'll reduce the frustration, not just of the leadership, but of the team. Are we, if I go out there and I think I'm doing a great job as a worker and my boss comes back and says, dude, what are you doing? You're like flopping all over the place. It really takes a lot of my self-esteem out because I thought I was doing a hundred percent job out there. My boss just told me, on a good day, I might be doing 50. So where's the disconnect? And so communication, the plan, the communication, the execution. I like, um, I'm an SEC fan. Don't, don't be any haters out there. But um, I am a Gator fan by trade, but I play against the Roll Tide, one of the nation's uh, toughest team. And Nick Saban is going down in history as one of the best coaches ever. And he said, how do you win a game? You execution, execution, execution. <laughs> and so when we have a plan, if we can't develop the plan and execute the plan, we're never going to get anywhere. And that sometimes can frustrate people. But if you're monitoring it and you keep communicating, okay, guys, uh, we wanted to be a little bit further along, but we found that these were the issues. And we talked it through as a team. Uh, leadership is team building. And if you aren't a team player as a leader, you're in your own way. You are tripping over your own feet because if you could do it by yourself, you wouldn't need the rest of the team. <laughs> and so well, you know that mindset. Yeah, that mindset of I, I need to build a more cohesive team starts with planning, yes. thinking. Um, yes. Taking extra time out of the business, which is already precious to all of us. Mm -hmm. And then developing an action plan for action is um, what what I hear you say. Now, I need to do this over time. Maybe somebody's been in practice already for 25 years and has a pretty good process. And they're rolling. They don't realize that people are sometimes act, you know, carrying out only 75% of their potential. Can you tell us as a final point how you've motivated a doctor or a leader to be good over time at leadership? So I like to teach doctors that there's an operational planning and there's strategic planning. How do we get through our day? That's really important. Let us look at what our day is supposed to look like over the next quarter. What is that supposed to look like? Maybe over the next year, we'll call that operational planning. 
But let's say when I walk into a practice, I ask the doctor, when do you want to retire? And they look at me like the deer in the headlights. It's like, why are you talking to me about retirement? Well, that's called strategic planning. And, and, and I'm going to drop a, a term here that blows people out of the water. But we work in a vision field. Hence, we need to have a vision for the future. <laughs> so being able to see down the road a, a five to 10 year plan is very important because those are big steps. And so you can't make a big step in, in a 365 day uh, period. You need to. Where do we want to be? Um, I, I was speaking with a doctor here recently, and they're they're in a, a small town that's really growing. And her concern is that competition is going to come in. And so I said, have, have you considered a second location? If it's growing away from you and you have three doctors, would you consider a second location? She said, well, I hadn't considered that. But we don't focus I don't like offices that's focused on competition. We should be the bar. Everybody else should be chasing after us. <laughs> that's why I use Nick Saban, because they're a team, even if they're not in the national championship, when you go play Alabama, you better bring your A game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if Alabama's having a bad year, they're going to ruin your year if you don't bring your A game. And so a lot has to do with leadership, planning and execution, because if you can't execute and you need your team, the team value has to be heard, even amongst the team members, because you can say, yeah, I value you, but if they don't feel value, they're not going to perform up to their highest potential. And so uh, team leadership is one of the most critical aspects of an office, because today we might be doing good. How do we plan to be doing good tomorrow and down the road? Folks, this is Lynn Lawrence from See the Light Consulting. Thanks for your service to our country. Thanks for being my first third-time guest on today's Think Again podcast, Lynn. Dr. Jens, thank you. This country is worth serving. The people in it are amazing. And I look forward to our fourth conversation. <laughs> and to the audience, that's it for today's Think Again podcast, brought to you by GPN Visions, a peer-to-peer -peer learning community to help grow your eye care business.